I'm going to minister today on a topic I entitled, Lean on, not on me, but lean on the Holy Spirit. You know the song, Lean on Me? You know, I, I won't sing it because I'll clear the house and I'll, I'll break the sound system online. You don't want me singing. <laughs> so I won't sing, but I love that song. It's a great song. But anyways, I want to just talk about uh, the importance of leaning on the Holy Spirit in life. Uh, and I think now, possibly more than ever, we need to lean on the Holy Spirit. Would you not agree? Would you not agree that in this unique age that we're all living in, that we should be people who learn to lean on the Holy Spirit more and more? We need to lean upon Him to help us face the challenges uh, that are ever present in our world and in our lives. There's lots of challenges, friends, that come our way. And I want us to see through this series the importance of leaning on the Holy Spirit to help us face those challenges that we face. Like, you know, I think about our own Savior, Jesus Christ. If Jesus chose not to start his earthly ministry without first being baptized by the Holy Spirit, I think, well, if if it's good enough for him, if the Holy Spirit is needed in his life, then it's good for me. Then why should I think that I should be any different? Why should I think that I can face the challenges that are ever-present in my life and in the world around me, why should I think I could face those on my own? Man, I need the Holy Spirit. As I've been studying on the Holy Spirit, as I've been uh, diving into trying to understand the Holy Spirit in a fresh way in my life. I've been a, I've been a Christian for well over half of my life. And, um, you know, it, and I've... I've been privileged uh, every step of the way to experience the Holy Spirit, to know the Holy Spirit, to have been baptized in the Holy Spirit at a very young Christian age. And um, I have uh, I have sat under his presence. I have been metamorphosized by his presence, uh, transformed in very unique ways by his presence. But I'm finding that, uh, man, I, I, I just want to be freshly baptized, if you may, by his presence. It's like, man, everything that I've learned in the past is great, it's good. Everything that I've experienced in the past is great, and it's good, and it's wonderful, and it's part of my story, and it's part of what the Holy Spirit has been writing about my life and writing into my life, but... I'm at that place in my life where I go, I, ju- I just need him more and more. I need his strength more than I've ever needed it before. I need his anointing more than I've ever needed it before. I need his, his presence in my life more than I've ever needed it before. See, because scripture calls the Holy Spirit our helper. Does he not? Scripture calls the Holy Spirit our counselor, our teacher, calls him our equipper. 
The Holy Spirit, his role is to guide us, is to lead us, is to direct us, is to teach us, is to empower us, is to enlighten us. The Bible says that he intercedes for us. And all of what I just said is just scratching the surface on who the Holy Spirit is in our lives and what he means to us as Christians. And I think this generation that is alive right now, this generation, I think, needs to be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. I think we need to get him, really get him, and more than just get him and understand him and know how he operates and know how he works, I think this generation needs to experience the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Do you hear me online? We need to experience the Holy Spirit. We need to experience his presence in our lives. You know, I think of the time when I first met my father-in-law. I had heard a lot about this man. He was a self-made man in that he scratched and clawed his way through life. He worked hard and everything that he put his hands to, he worked hard at it. And at a very young age, he fulfilled a lifelong dream. He became a member of the Legislative Assembly of Manitoba. And he held quite a high-level ministry portfolio within the government in Manitoba. So I had this preconceived idea of what this man would look like because Yvette had told me a lot about him. I had not met him yet. And when I opened the door to greet him for the very first time, he was nothing like the giant of the man that I had envisioned in my brain. I mean, it was pretty cool because I found out that his birthday's on the same day as my, or my birthday's on the same day as his birthday, May 15th. So I thought, eh, man, this guy's got to be good, right? Got to be cool. But he was nothing like the man that I envisioned because I envisioned him to show up. I don't know. He's a politician, right? High-level politician, uh, very successful in his field. And I thought he'd show up in this three-piece suit and looking dapper and, you know, with with nice, shiny dress shoes, all business-like. And he did not show up that way. He showed up in this Daniel Boone raccoon hat. And you know those... Uh, those tan leather jackets that had the fringes on them. He was wearing a jacket like that. He was wearing jeans and cowboy boots. <laughs> I thought he was going to pull out this big buck knife and give me the my daughter talk. You know, it was like I was freaked out. And you know what I discovered as I understand the Holy Spirit, as I learn about the Holy Spirit. When he comes into your life and he's unveiled, it is oft, he is often nothing like what we as a church and what we as a, a church over history has presented him to be. He is much, much more than what we've ever understood him to be. And friends, that's what I want us to see today. I want us to See the Holy Spirit for who he really is. But more than that, more than just seeing him for who he really is, because I discovered that dad, the man who I would soon call dad, 
And, you know, I just want to stop and say something to you young people and the people who, you know, okay, you're, I'm marrying into this girl's family. I never once thought that I should call him Rennie. Not once did I ever think even that I wanted to call him Rennie. I wanted to call him dad because I was married into the family and he would become dad to me. And Yvette's mom, I call her mom. It's what I do. I don't go, hey, Lorraine. And I know some of my, my, my relatives do that and that's fine. You know, but for me, it just, I don't know. I just needed to, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just needed to honor the work that he had put in to his family. By, by, I don't know. I just threw that out there. That's free. So anyways, let's go to a scripture in second Corinthians chapter three, verses one to three. And it says this. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? Verse 2. You yourselves are our letter of recommendation written on our hearts. Catch that. Written on our hearts. To be known and read by all. To catch that? Written on our hearts. To be read and known by all. In verse 3. And you show that you are a letter from Christ, that what's been written on our heart and that what's become known to all has been delivered to us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Friends, what we need to see from this portion of scripture is that the Holy Spirit, as we lean upon him, as we trust in him, the Holy Spirit writes a new script into our lives and helps us, catch this, helps us to resemble Christ. He helps us to resemble Christ in all we do. See, as soon as I saw the man who I would eventually call dad, I recognized Yvette in him. I, the resemblance to me was extremely clear. And friends, what the Holy Spirit does for us is he helps us resemble Christ. He helps us become more Christ-like. And for reasons that are, I think, obvious, this is super, super, super important for a Christian that we should be people desirous to resemble Christ in all that we do. See, I knew um, as a young man of 20 years old, I knew I needed Christ. I, I, I came to that that place of recognition in my life where I'm sure many of you have as well where you recognize that, okay, I need Jesus in my life. I need a holy transformation. I recognize that what I needed was a holy transfusion. And and I, I kind of actually understood that term because the band that I really liked uh, was the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and their guitarist, Keith Richards, would 
often check himself into these health facilities so that he could get a blood transfusion and he would do this because of his years of alcohol and drug abuse. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, for some reason as a newborn Christian, I thought of that and I thought, yeah, that's what I need. I need a holy blood transfusion. And in fact, what it did was it prompted me at that moment to start going to the Red Cross and giving blood. <laughs> so, you know, all of this, like, kind of weird, right? But it, it just, it was like, wow, I need a holy transfusion. And I knew that that transfusion came through the person of the Holy Spirit. I I knew at a very young Christian age the importance that uh, the Holy Spirit would have in my life. And the reason I knew it is because I experienced him in a way that rocked my world. And next week I'm going to talk about that and you don't want to miss it. You want to tune in and hear this story because the experience that I had when the Holy Spirit touched me, it changed my world. It literally, it was like a blood transfusion out with the new and in, uh, uh, in with the new and out with the old. Oh, friends, it, the Holy Spirit is, is so very important in our daily lives. And as I've, as I grow older or more mature, maybe I'll use that terminology. Uh, as I as I grow more mature, I realize that I need this fresh transformation every single moment of every day. Daily, I must be willing to lean on the Holy Spirit. I want my life, as we just read, I want my life to be his letter written on the inside of me for all to see. I want my life to reflect Christ. I want my life to resemble Christ. Or as Paul says in Galatians, that my life would reflect Christ. I want to reflect Christ. I want to be his letter for people to see. You know, I... I, I I shared a story about a month ago or so of uh, the time I was driving on the Anthony Henday. For those who don't know, that's our ring road around our city of Edmonton. And I'm, I'm driving on the ring road and I get to a construction zone. And at the construction zone, you have to slow down, right? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Because uh, I don't want a ticket on the way to where I was going, I noticed the construction on the other side of the road where I was in this story. And I noticed the police were there pulling people over, giving them tickets. And on the way back, I said to myself, I don't want a ticket. Uh, so I slowed down and the people, the cars in front of me and beside me, they all slowed down like you should, right? But there was a dude behind me, directly behind me who did not like the fact that I slowed down and he let me know and he was laying on his horn and he was speaking all these kind words over me and shaking his hand and finger at me and all of this stuff. And I'm watching this through the rearview mirror and I'm like, okay, dude, whatever, you know, calm 
take a chill pill. And then next thing you know, and my windows rolled down because it's really nice out. It hasn't been that nice in Edmonton. And when it's nice out, I want my windows rolled down and then just enjoy the, 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 the warm air. And next thing I know, this dude pulls up right beside me on the shoulder and he is talking to me. <laughs> In his own unique way, he's talking to me. And next thing you know, something smacks me right in the face. I'm like, what? He threw something at me. And then he said some more words and then took off past four, five, six, seven, eight cars on the shoulder and gets ahead and goes. And man, my head's spinning because... Like I wanted to, everything inside of me wanted to take off after him and give him a talking to. <laughs> See, because when I was younger, uh, one of my struggles that I had to learn to lean on the Holy Spirit for was my anger. And I would fight all the time. Um, I would fight for no reason whatsoever. Somebody looked at me sideways, I'd fight them. Somebody looked at my friends sideways, said something to my friends, I'd fight them. Or somebody uh, just thought, hey, I want to prove myself with Deberson, and they would fight me. And sometimes I would just fight for the sake of fighting. I just liked fighting. And that was my life uh, prior to coming to Christ. And I had to, after I came to Christ, I had to learn to lean on the Holy Spirit and give that to him and say, I don't want that anymore. That's not part of my life. That's not part of who I am. I need to be transformed. Uh, I need to be completely metamorphosized by the Holy Spirit. And, and I don't want my flesh to take over. I want to be ruled by the Spirit of God. And when he threw those things at me, for a split second, my old nature wanted to rise up. But the Holy Spirit, what he did was, the Holy Spirit calmed me down and said, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I, I, I wish I could say, the Holy Spirit said, start praying for him. My, my brain wasn't there, <laughs> to be honest. It was not there to pray for him. <laughs> Oh. And, you know, as I'm driving, I'm, I, I'm trying to clear my head. Okay. What, what just happened? Wow. This is weird. What, you know, then I go, what did he throw at me anyways? And I look and there's a bunch of construction pencils, you know, those thick construction pencils and a, and a couple of pens. He must have just grabbed what he had in his, in his, in his cup holder there and just threw it at me. And, and then I thought, I, I thought, Oh boy, that could have hurt, man. I was wearing sunglasses and it hit me in the eye. So thankfully I was wearing safety goggles. <laughs> and, 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 and I thought, you know, I thought, Oh man, yeah, that's bad. And then I thought, man, maybe I should get his license plate. Maybe, but then I'm, you know, I'd have to go on the, on the shoulder to chase after him. And I thought, no, I can't do that. Can't do that. Okay. Just calm down. Like all these emotions and the Holy Spirit was, was with me every step of the way, keeping me calm. And then I thought to myself, what's that smell? Like some, sm it smells like weed. And I, and I pick up the pencil uh, and it reeks of marijuana, a pot. And I think to myself, 
I thought this stuff was supposed to calm you down and chill you out, you know, like peace and love, man. (laughs) But friends, all along the way, I have learned in my life that I must lean on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us to live our lives in a way that resembles Christ, that reflects Christ. I, I recognized at that point, see, I was on a series at that point, an online series on love your neighbor. <laughs> love your neighbor. Well, it's not going to look too good if, you know, Guy's driving by on the other side of the road and goes, hey, honey, is that Pastor Scott? Like, what's he doing wrestling with that guy? Oh, he must be, yeah, they must be buddies or something. What's he doing on the side of the road beating that guy up? <laughs> and and I thought, yeah, no, no, I got to love my neighbor. But it was, that's an example of the Holy Spirit being at work in our lives in a very practical way. Yeah. And hey, I, I'm, if I'm to be honest with you, there's many times when I don't always reflect Christ in my life. There are times when in the midst of uh, discussion <laughs> where I don't always listen to the Holy Spirit of God as he nudges me to say, okay, Scott, zip your lip. Uh, you know, but I want you to know and I want you to see something really important here. It's when you and I begin to choose to allow for the Holy Spirit to take a hold of our lives, when we allow for the Holy Spirit to, when we say, Holy Spirit, begin to write a new story on my life as we just saw in the scripture in Second Corinthians 3. Holy Spirit, write a new story in my life. When we do that, friends, the Holy Spirit will be faithful to lead you and to guide you and to instruct you and to help you and to comfort you through every one of life's difficulties, every one of life's struggles. You know, our our motto in the church is don't do life alone. The Holy Spirit makes sure that you don't do life alone. He makes sure that you are not facing the troubles that you're facing alone. I don't know what it is that you're facing. I don't know the difficulties that you're facing. I don't know the struggles that you're facing. But the Holy Spirit does. And he's here for you. He's present in your life. He's present in your world. Helping you. Encouraging you, strengthening you. Friends, will you not be a people who begins to lean on the Holy Spirit like never before? The things I struggled with when I was 20, I never struggled with when I was 30. The things I struggled with when I was 30, I never struggled with when I was 40. And the things I struggled with when I was 40, I never struggled with when I was 50. Because along the line, every step of the way, I learned to lean on the Holy Spirit of God. And he directed me and he guided me and he helped form Christ in me. 
He helped me to resemble Christ. He helped me to become more Christ-like in all that I did and all that I said. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect today. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't struggle today. I do. Just like you do. I, I'm no different than, than you guys from that standpoint. I, I, I'm human as much as you are and susceptible to trials and tribulations and struggles and temptations. But what I've done and what I've learned in my 38 years as a Christian is I've learned to lean on the Holy Spirit. I've learned to trust in Him. I've learned to uh, place my confidence in Him. And I've learned to uh, keep the lines of communication continually open when it comes to the Spirit of God. I don't always get it right. Uh, I don't always speak right. I don't always act right. But one thing that I can say that I do is I always keep the line of communication open between me and the Holy Spirit. And it's so important, friends, that you do that because the Holy Spirit, I want you to hear this, the Holy Spirit is present with you right now to help you with every struggle that you may be facing. I don't know the struggle that you're facing. I don't know the difficulty that you're, you're, you're going through right now. I don't know the, uh, the transfusion that you may need in your life. But the Holy Spirit does. And the Holy Spirit knows what you need. And He knows that you need to be touched by Him in order to be changed by Him. And in order to be touched by Him and to be changed by Him, all you need to do is be willing. That's it. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you to do a transfusion in my life. I need you to metamorphosize my life. I need you to change my life. Because friends, more than just knowing who the Holy Spirit is, more than just understanding who the Holy Spirit is from the pages of Scripture that we read and through the books that we read and the things that we study about Him, more than all of that, you need to experience who the Holy Spirit is. And when you read the New Testament and when you read the book of Acts, you see it is very clearly marked out that the early church not only understood who the Holy Spirit was because Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus, um, I don't know, warned is the wrong word, but... He informed them about the Holy Spirit's coming and what to expect when the Holy Spirit came. And he unfolded the scriptures for them and they understood the scriptures. And they understood the prophetic words that Jesus was speaking about the Holy Spirit. But all it was was head knowledge. God knew that they needed to experience the Holy Spirit in order to truly get the Holy Spirit, in order to truly be transformed, in in order to be truly metamorphosized by the presence of the Holy Spirit, they needed to experience Him. And friends, they did. When you read the book of Acts, you see it clearly that that, that the early church experienced the Holy Spirit. And friends, today more than ever, we need to experience the Holy Spirit of God.
We need to experience his refreshing. We need to experience his transformation. We need to experience his love. And I'll talk about that next week and how when I encountered the Holy Spirit and I was transformed by the Holy Spirit and I experienced him for the first time, how his love was overwhelming. And it changed my life. Friends, I want you to know, I want you to clearly see that the Holy Spirit is here for you to experience, not just to know. Are you with me? Is this making sense? You know, I'm not much of an artist. If you want something drawn or you want something painted or you want something molded, you don't want to call upon me. (laughs) Because what you'll get is a bunch of stick people. You'll get uh, a bunch of stick scenery. And you'll get a bunch of stick sculptures. That's what you get from me. If you want something drawn, uh, you know, you want to, or painted or molded, don't call on me. Call on my wife. Call on Colleen. Call on Lauren. Call on uh, uh, Teresa. Just don't call on me because you'll be disappointed But here's the thing, when you need something painted in your life, you need something sculpted in your life, you need something drawn afresh in your life, lean upon the Holy Spirit of God because he will never, ever disappoint. Can I ask you what area of your life needs to be rewritten? Because in this scripture, right, we see. Let's go back. I just want to show you again in in 2 Corinthians 3. It says in verse 2, You yourselves are our letter of recommendation written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, because that's how they wrote it back then, but on tablets of a human heart. Friends, this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to rewrite the script of your life. It's kind of like Scott 2.0. He wants to... Yeah. It's like, you know, when you, when you watch a, a movie and then they have the sequel, often you're disappointed with the sequel because it's just not the same as the original. You just like the original. The original, there was something about it like the Rocky, you know, the first Rocky. There was just something raw and real and relatable with Rocky. And then Rocky 2 came out and you know it was all right it was it was pretty good and by the time Rocky 5 came out you're like okay they've just completely ruined the franchise but not with the holy spirit what the holy spirit does is he writes a brand new script in your life that transforms you father i i just want to pray For everyone listening, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you.
for everyone here. And I pray, God, that each and every one of us, whether you're watching online or you're present here today, I want for each and every one of us to experience your Holy Spirit afresh in our lives. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. Holy Spirit, fall afresh in this place. Fall afresh. Fall afresh. Holy Spirit, we give you free reign. We give you free course in our lives. Why don't you take a moment and just do that? Why don't you take a moment and say that? Just give the Holy Spirit freedom in your life to write a new script. A script that's going to be better than your yesterday. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because here's the thing about the Holy Spirit, friends. He won't make you do anything. He will not force his will on you. He won't. He won't exert his authority over you. He will not. He's waiting for you to invite him in. He's waiting for you to give him permission to come in and transform your life. Will you allow him to do it? Will you allow him to transform you? Will you allow him to write a new script? A whole new chapter in your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All across this room and and on online in the name of Jesus I release a fresh a fresh a fresh presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst a fresh presence of the Holy Spirit in your house in your room in your car wherever you're watching a fresh presence here in this room fresh presence here in this church a fresh presence presence here in our lives a transformative presence so that we can be people who could resemble Christ in all that we do and all that we say and all of who we are maybe you need to take a moment and ask forgiveness for a life that has not resembled Christ in some of your actions and reactions, maybe this week you need to do an inventory and allow the Holy Spirit to go into those areas of your life and bring about a healing and give you hope and give you and help you. Maybe you're watching here today and you've not accepted Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and Savior. You know, if that's you today, I, I, I want you to know that our God is here. He's here. He's for you. He's not against you. And he loves you. And I want to give you an opportunity this morning to ask Jesus Christ into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior. 
And if that's you today, if you're here or if you're watching by TV, I want to lead you in a very simple prayer. And it goes like this. Why don't you say this along with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. And you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart and life. From this day forward, I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you are now a Christian and God's forgiveness is present for you. If if that was you, I want you to let us know. Let somebody know here today before you leave. Uh, if that's you online, do us a favor. Connect with us somehow. Office at victorylifechurch.ca. Let us know that you were watching. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. And, and we'd love to help you any way we can. But again, you know, back to us, the Spirit of God is is moving in our midst and He's bringing change. He's bringing change. It's not going to be church as usual. <laughs> it's not going to be church as usual. The Spirit of God has gotten a hold of our lives. He's gotten our attention. Has He gotten your attention? Has He gotten your attention? Is He communicating to you? Is He speaking to you? You know, some, sometimes those little nudges that we experience in life where it says, don't say this, don't do that. That's the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. That's one of the ways you can recognize him because he'll lead us always into the truth. Friends, thank you so much for joining with us today. You know, just quick before we go, um, you know, it's kind of a unique season, even if you need prayer. We have to have our masks on, sanitization, and but we don't want to. We don't want to neglect that. We don't want to neglect that time where, if you need prayer, we want to pray with you. We want to pray over you. So, um, uh, can I get some sanitizer, Amber, or somebody up here? And so, if you need prayer, you know, I I want to pray over you, and and pray with you, and release the healing presence of the Spirit of God in your life. Thank you. Um, but, you know, if you're watching and you say, or you're here and you say, well, how does how does giving work? We never pass an envelope. Uh, well, what we do is we have four ways to give, and that'll be up on the screen for you if we could have that on the screen. We have four ways to give in the church, and, you know, I encourage you to, um, you know, utilize one of those ways to give and, and you know, give... Give back unto God what God has given to you. And, you know, if you're live here in person, there, there's a number of ways you can do it. If you're online, you can do it online. I know just before service started, I just I used the e-transfer and I e-transferred my tithe in really easy, real simple. I never had to touch anything. It's a touchless service today. And so God bless you guys. Thank you for joining. Again, if you need prayer before... Uh, you leave. Why don't you come forward? And I want to pray with you. I want to pray over you. And and uh, if not, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. We're going to see you next week right here. Same place, same time. Different people.
Amen. God is good. We love you. Amen. God bless.